Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Trout. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heeple falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. It's gone. Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. Brandon Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Dan Garcia, and this time we have a little streak going, so we don't get to play this very often, but I'm going to hit it now. We're good! Streaking! Exactly after the two-game sweep, a quick two-game sweep of the Texas Rangers, the Angels now have a three-game winning streak. So, obviously, getting that last win against Oakland was huge, and then sweeping a team like Texas, where you know you're better than, um, comes up huge. And granted, Sunday, uh, today's game was kind of a nail-biter, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But before we get to that, obviously, we want to kind of review well, – not kind of. We are going to review the opening game Tuesday night at Anaheim. Uh, off day Monday, so everyone's coming in fresh. Everyone's coming in ready to play. And something that happened on Sunday that carried over to yesterday and today is that Justin Upton got moved to the leadoff spot, and it worked out pretty well for Sunday against Oakland, beat Oakland, and then it kept it going today. And well, this happened. Signed a minor league deal with Texas this offseason in the pitch, and this one is lifted high. It's hit deep out into left center field. It is out of here. So obviously, Upton is liking that uh, leadoff spot, you would think. So gets the Angels on the board really quickly. Third pitch of the game, leadoff home run, um, and but that's not all that that happens um, in this game. Uh, Andrew Heaney was on the mound, got through the first with no damage, clean. Second inning by Andrew in the second, and then in the second inning, bottom of the second, Jared Walsh, another guy that has been really really hot lately, come to bat. Next delivery, this is lifted high in the air. It's hit deep out into right field, out by the short wall, and it's out of here! Walsh has homered, snuck it over the short wall. So before anything can really happen, the Angels are up 3-0, and with a team like Texas in town, you definitely want to take advantage of it. You definitely want to take advantage of that pitching staff that has been struggling. And that's exactly what the angels did real quick in the bottom of the second. Again, like I mentioned with that home run, they are up three zero. Andrew Heaney was pretty clean all the way through the fourth inning until he walked the leadoff batter. And then it goes single strikeout, strikeout. And then obviously uh, angels have had trouble with two out like rallies, if you will. So, this is no different, but you go single strikeout, strikeout, walk, wild pitch, which scores a run, and then a pop out to get out of the inning. It is now three to one after the fourth inning. Um, but Angels get that back run and more with a shot again by Jared Walsh. Here's Walsh swinging and bouncing one out of the reach of Solak and through into right field. That will easily score the lead runner, Lagaris. And obviously that is a four to one lead on the Texas Rangers. And it is kept on building from there. Um, kind of an interesting play. Taylor Ward bunts for a single, gets an RBI. So now you're five to one. Two batters later, Justin Upton continues his hot streak in that leadoff spot with this. Tuesday night baseball, Angels up 5-1. Next pitch, bounced on the left side, out of the reach to Kiner Falefa, the shortstop. That's going to be another run, and the Angels will have him at the corners as Upton gets his second RBI of the night. It's 6-1 Angels. 
So six one six one angels. You have guys at the corners. You have Upton really contributing from that leadoff spot, and that normally means Otani's up right after Upton, and he absolutely launches a missile. Here it comes. Otani blasts one down the right side. A line drive, and that ball hits off the foul pole. That is a three-run homer. The lead just keeps growing. It's now 9-1. to one. So that ball was measured at 117 miles per hour off the bat, and I believe they said it's an Angels record since they started um, tracking that kind of stuff. StatCast era, I believe, started in 2015 or something around there. But anyways, 117 miles per hour off the bat. Was kind of worried if it was going to stay fair or not. It did. And it was an uh, absolute rocket. You know, you see Otani, and a lot of times you see huge, high home runs that, you know, that take a little bit to get out there. This one was an absolute line drive. Uh, got out real quick. And like I mentioned, 9-1 to one the lead at this point, which you think is great. Offense is rolling, and we know this offense can roll. Um, granted that Mike Trout's out, but you have enough players in this lineup where they can contribute and they can also, you know, bring home the power numbers. Like you see Upton, you see Walsh, you see now Otani. Another guy that's been really turning it around at the offense, and we've been talking about him for a little while offensively and worried about him defensively, but that is obviously um, Jose Iglesias. But he gets into the uh, RBI party with this. Here's the next delivery. A shot into right center field. That is a gapper, and that's going to take a bounce and hit off the wall. Going into third base, being waved home is Lagaris. Throw to the plate. It's late. He'll score. And Iglesias has an RBI double. And you kind of see it in the clip, and if you're watching us on YouTube or Twitter or our Facebook, um, you kind of see that um, Iglesias coming around second base, kind of holding his hamstring a little bit. He got taken out of the game pretty much right after that with Rojas to pitch run for him. And it came out that night that it was just cramps. He's day-to-day. Um, some people were worried about it being like a serious like hamstring kind of issue. As of right now, it doesn't seem that way. We'll we'll kind of see how it's going to play out this weekend um, up in Oakland and if he's able to get back on the field, you know, within the next couple of days or so. But something to watch out for. And it, it's kind of unfortunate because he was getting really hot behind the, uh, at the plate. And but you're just hoping that he was able to um, – Turn it around defensively. He has a lot of errors, which, I, I mean, we talked about this a lot of times on the podcast, something that we did not expect after his really good defensive spring training, and he was making highlight films, highlight plays. It seemed like almost every time he was out there, and, and it just seemed something has happened in, during the season where it hasn't translated over. But hopefully uh, Jose can get back and and can continue his hot streak at the plate and kind of fix things up defensively. But that makes the game 10 to 1. And you're kind of thinking at this point, you're, you, it's not in cruise control, but you feel very comfortable. Nothing seems to be in cruise control with the Angels pitching staff. But you, you would get another uh, single by Kurt Suzuki to make it 11 to 1. Um, by the time this game ends, by the time obviously the fifth inning ends, you're up 11 to 1. Uh, Andrew Haney, again, like I mentioned, on the mound, would end up giving, a two, giving up a two run home run to. Aldis Garcia, a guy that you will hear probably a couple more times during this podcast. That makes it 11 to 3. Um, Haney was done after that. He went five and two thirds, four hits, three earned runs, four walks, five strikeouts, and his pitch count was at 105. So it kind of fit the time to take him out. Obviously, with the lead like it was, you were hoping to get more out of him distance wise, you know, maybe into the seventh, even deeper if you could. But where that pitch count was, at 105, I don't blame Madden for taking him out then. That seemed kind of like the right play to move, not only because of the home run he gave up, but also, like I mentioned, the 105 pitches at that point. You definitely don't want to overdo it um, and put his you know, immediate future in risk as far as um, going on the IL. You see that now with Kluber. Uh, Corey Kluber threw a no-hitter last week for the, for the Yankees, goes out this week, and now he has some discomfort in his elbow or his shoulder, took him out of the game early, and now they have to see if he goes on the IL. So um, 
a lot of that stuff is great when you're able to get guys deep, but you can't force it. And I think that's exactly what happened here. They didn't force it. He was able to get out, uh, get five and two thirds. Not bad, not great, but he was able to get those innings done. Texas would end up getting two more um, later in the game. You know, the, the bullpen came in at that time, and it wasn't terrible. Uh, Slagers came in. Kaladiu came in. Strickland, I, I still don't understand Strickland. Strickland had an inning in this game, one hit, gave up two runs. They weren't earned. They were on an air by, I believe, Kurt Suzuki again. Um, or one of them earlier was by a pass ball, and this one I think was a throw to – uh, first, I wasn't able to. I might have been on Fletcher. Let me see the errors in this game because, again, that's something else that needs to really be um, kind of fixed. No, it was the arrows on Rojas, Suzuki, a pass ball. Um, but again, that's the kind of thing that's going to hurt the Angels when it comes to playing better teams. But needless to say, they took advantage of a bad team. They win this game 11 to 5, and that made it a two game winning streak. And honestly, it kind of cooled down the Texas Rangers who came into this game really um, on a high, taking three games in a row from the, the Houston Astros, a really good team. And obviously, as Angel fans, you know that. But that showed that, you know, momentum is kind of the next day's pitcher. It doesn't always carry over. But hopefully, you know, we're hoping for the same thing this time where they win on Tuesday. Hopefully, it'll carry over to today, Wednesday. Um Quick shout out to Beer Baseball Blog. Check them out. Again, we're on Instagram. We're on, not Instagram, sorry. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, Go ahead and check out the live stream. But we will now talk about today's game. Again, today's game, afternoon game. Quick two-game series for the Angels with Texas before they head up to Oakland. But with that two-game winning streak, Obviously, not a whole lot is going to change. You have Rojas playing second, Fletcher going to shortstop for the injured Iglesias. But other than that, um, it seems like stuff is pretty, you know, standard right now. And that includes Justin Upton in the leadoff spot. And for the third day, he's in the leadoff spot. And for the second day in a row, he does this. Halo's getting ready to go to work offensively. Justin Upton at the top of the order. There he is again, the leadoff man. So comfortable in that spot. Justin Upton, get out of here. So obviously another home run from Justin Upton, like I mentioned, that's two home runs to lead off a game the last two days. You can definitely think he is going to stay there until something happens, whether he gets on a cold streak or or something. But um, hopefully Madden doesn't take him out of that spot. It just really seems like, I don't know. um, I, I just don't know what it is with, with, Justin Hupton in that leadoff spot. I don't know. Someone messaged us on on our Instagram, Halo underscore Haven, about it, him liking that spot. It could be something to me as simple as maybe when you're in the fifth, sixth spot in, in the lineup, you know, by that time, some, you know, some of these pitchers are already kind of in a rhythm and, and kind of got their uh, wits about them. And maybe he's able to kind of ambush these pitchers a little bit when they're just starting out. They just got out of the bullpen. The game just started. Maybe they're still a little bit on a, an adrenaline high. I don't know. But Whatever it is, he seems to be really catching fire with this leadoff spot. And, you know, I've said it before, the leadoff spot to me is something that isn't necessarily needs to be a defined type of player. I think a player that is comfortable there helps, but you're only really guaranteed to start off an inning once. And obviously that's been, um, as a Cardinals fan, I'm still amazed he's still in the league. I think he's talking about Mike Myers, and we'll talk to him, talk about him in a little bit at the end of this game. But um, yeah, I think Upton is just finding it easier to uh, maybe jump on some pitches early, and, and that's definitely showing right now. So Upton gets the game going with the home run. Obviously, the Angels are now up 1 0, but then the, then the uh, first inning to keep on going, it was end up being a huge first inning for the angels um but after a walsh walk a lagara single single rojas again in for uh jose iglesias comes to bat and he's able to get a guy in here's the pitch and this is chopped on the right side that's gonna skip on through into right center field a run will score rojas delivers so again 
Angels up 2-0 in the bottom of the sec or bottom of the first, sorry. And Taylor Ward comes out again. Um, seems to be really kind of finding his stride now that he's playing every day in the outfield. And I think, you know, if Ward keeps producing like this, and if Upton keeps producing like this, and obviously this helps the offense, but this also means that maybe you don't see Joe Adele as you know as quickly as a lot of people would like. But with that being said, two on with Taylor Ward coming up, and he does this. Here is Taylor Ward. Ward, high fly ball. Deep left field. Taylor did it. And so, like I said, home run, three-run home run. Now the score is 5-0 to zero for the Angels. And, and at least in, in my mind, I'm kind of thinking, okay, this is definitely going to be a, a good day. You kind of start having glimpses of the of the night before where they're able to really put streaks together and really put uh, uh, runs up on the board. And you're kind of hoping in, in, in your mind, I guess I was, that it was going to be that kind of a day. And for the most part, it was until very late. But first, we go into the fourth inning where uh, Aldis Garcia again hits another home run, this time off of Griffin Canning, making it 5-1. to one. Um, but other than that, Canning did not have a bad outing at all. Um, you know, but that didn't really last a whole long or the angels were able to even add on even more in the fifth inning with this RBI from Anthony Rendon. Here's the pitch. He rips that one into left field and that's going to bounce all the way out to the short wall. Otani's going into third. He is going to be waved home. Ball was fumbled around a little bit by Calhoun. Rendon's at second, has an RBI double. The Angels add on. It's now 6-1. So now you have 6-1. Again, you're thinking, all right, cool. We can keep this rolling, keep this going. This game should not be that stressful. And you have that in your mind, and, you have, and you're right to think that because of the night before and the Texas is struggling in general. But the Angels keep on adding on, and it was a good thing they kept on adding on when Juan Lagares comes up. Comes up. Here's the pitch. Uh, fly ball hit into shallow left field. Coming in and unable to get to it in time is Calhoun. It drops in front of him. Coming in and scoring on that RBI single will be Rendon. Lagaris, another two-hit game for him. And the Angels now lead it 7-1. to one. So 7-1, to one, fifth inning. They keep on rolling. Um uh, Taylor Ward keeps on rolling. He would get another RBI single again. A guy that when they are when he's going, when he's getting at bats regularly, it seems like he is really able to perform. He gets are some RBIs. Now it's nine to one, Angels after five. And again, like I said, you're kind of thinking in your back of your mind. All right, this is good. This is exactly what the team needed. Nine to one. You know, maybe the team got too lax because after. Canning's uh, six innings. He went six innings, four hits, three earned runs, two walks, seven strikeouts, two home runs. Another really, really, really good performance by Griffin Canning, exactly what the Angels needed. And at that point, you're thinking, okay, cool. This should be fairly fairly easy. You can finish out, the, finish out the day, go up to Oakland. But this bullpen, again, I've said it before, you have the good bullpen and you have the bad bullpen. And it seems like the bad bullpen just seems to always show up a lot more than the good bullpen. But after Canning goes out, C-Check comes in, gives up one hit over one inning, one walk, two strikeouts. So good. You're you're floating. You're, you're riding high. There's a three-game winning streak in your future as an Angels fans, and you can definitely um, feel it, you know, as the day's going on, as the game's going on. But that's not exactly how it ended. Uh, you had a eighth-inning run by the uh, Texas Rangers. They would end up getting five runs in the eighth inning. You have a two-run home run by Joey Gallo, a guy that always seems to be hitting the Angels very well. You had another RBI ground rule double by Brock Holt, another RBI, a couple RBIs by Willie Calhoun. And by the time all this is over, it is now nine to eight with two outs in the eighth inning. So Madden goes with his closer, Rossell Iglesias, and, and he's kind of also had his up and down all year long. And, and if you watch the games, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but before that, uh, Mike Meyer and also uh, Tony Watson would be the guys that kind of give up those huge runs. I mean, between the two of them, Meyer and Watson, they go two-thirds of an inning, five hits, five earned runs. 
Meyer, again, Meyer and Watson, and even for that matter, Strickland just seem to show glimpses of being able to shut innings down. And, and Hunter Strickland more so with the Rays than he has with the Angels. But Meyer has had a lot of opportunities in high leverage situations. The same thing with Watson, high leverage situations where they come out and they perform and they get a quick out when they needed it or a quick inning when they needed it. And then just like any other kind of member in this bullpen, it just seems like they have a really hard time getting that, you know, consistency going to where you can rely on them every single day. And I know it's not necessarily fair to them probably to demand perfection every single time out, but it just seems like in a situation like this where you're up, um, you know, was it nine to three in the eighth inning and you're able to bring in Watson again, a guy that has been in high leverage situations, a guy that has been, um, you know, on the mound with like two on one out up by one or two and able to perform. It just seems like, I don't know why it seems like some of these guys and Rossell Iglesias is a perfect example of it too, where if it's not a safe situation or for these guys, a hold situation, I don't know if they just don't have the adrenaline pumping like they normally do. I don't know if they just kind of take it lax and just want to go out there and get it over with or what, but it seems like some of our higher leverage guys don't take the low leverage situations as serious. And in baseball, and especially a team like Texas that needs just kind of some kind of momentum, you know, obviously you have Gallo. Gallo is always a home run threat. Um, Willie Calhoun's not a bad player if you, if you leave him something over the middle. Um, and it just seems like they were able to just build and build and build. And, and before you know it, you know, you only got one out, but you're giving up four runs. And the same thing when Meyer comes in, he goes a third, gives up two hits, only gives up one run. But by then, it just seems like you don't know what you're doing or, or it just snowballed on you so quick. And now you're only that, that nice seven run six run lead is now down to one. And it just, you know, seems overwhelming, but luckily, like I mentioned, they went, went with Rosella Iglesias for the four out save. And that's exactly what happened. Only giving up one hit striking out three gets his eighth save of the season. And the angels were able to hold on to the game. That was probably a lot closer than, um, people expected it, especially after that um, big fifth inning by the Angels. But either way you look at it, it hold they hold. You know, I kind of thought they would have a lot of momentum going into, you know, as much as you can have going into Oakland this weekend. And I don't know now if that that momentum is going to be able to carry over as much as they would like, just barely holding on to this to the game. And again, a huge eighth inning by the Rangers. It's five run eighth inning by the Rangers. And and when you're looking at the score and, and the, uh, you know, inning by inning, it, when you see a number like a five in there and it's not for your team, you know, obviously something went wrong and it just seems like the angels have that happen a lot. Um, but yeah, a, a nine to three lead uh, should not be as close as a nine to eight. And exactly. I, I completely agree with you, beer baseball, but that's what happened. Angels were able to hold on. They get the quick two-game sweep of the Texas Rangers. So, like I mentioned, three games in a row. Um, and we'll see how it goes. They're going to play Oakland. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. As of right now, as we stand, as recording, Angels are now still in second to last. They're a game up on Texas for last. But six games out of first place. Um, and if you want to even go look a little bit further into it, they're six and a half games out of the wild card right now as we stand. Uh, pretty much at the end of May, you know, not a whole lot of games left in the, in the month of May. Again, six and a half back of the wild card and six back of the division. Um, I believe there's some games going on as we record, so that can change by the time you listen to this. But I, I like I said before, I truly think if they are going to make the playoffs, it's going to have to be the division. I just see too many good teams in the East. Um, Chicago definitely is going to lock down that Central sooner or later, I believe. Cleveland can make a run with their pitching. So for the Angels to seriously make the playoffs i think it's gonna have to come with a division win and like we mentioned before oakland going up to oakland first place oakland uh you can definitely gain some games in this uh three game series with or four game sorry tomorrow's thursday so four game series 
up in Oakland. If you can get three out of the four, that's great. If you can get a split, that's that's okay too because if you can get a split on the road, that's what you'll take. And then you have to be able to win series at home. But Oakland's playing really well right now. Um, it's kind of weird. You're looking at their home and away splits. Oakland is 15 and 15 at home, but 14 and seven on the road. So maybe that's exactly what the Angels need to do is go up to Oakland and, and play them there because uh, Oakland has seems to be struggling more. So I should say at home than on the road and those, Probables have come out. Uh, Thursday is going to be Otani on the mound making his return. Obviously, that's a day-by-day thing as far as if he's going to bat also. But nothing. he seemed perfectly healthy coming after today's game. Nothing seems to be the issue. So I would highly expect him to bat um, Thursday. Friday, you have Alex Cobb on the mound making his second start since coming back from that blister issue. And, and it's la- his last outing, too, they said – he kind of had a, a, a blister reoccurrence, and that's why they took him out early. So we'll see if that continues or not. Jose Quintana um, has had two better starts over his last two. Um, I wouldn't say call him great or good, but better than what they have been. So he's going Saturday against Frankie Montas. Um, a really going to be a, a tough battle there for the Angels. And then Sunday, the getaway game uh, up in Oakland. Uh, Moral Day weekend, actually, Bundy comes on the mound, still trying to get his first win against Cole Irvin. Uh, he's been struggling. His ERA actually looks really good, too. 3.9, but 3.6, 3-6 six, six for the record. But Bundy's right now sitting at 0-5, the 6.50 ERA. And if the ankle issue is still an issue, um, I think they should seriously think you have someone like Patrick Sandoval that would be fully rested in the bullpen, ready to go if that if that happens. And if he's not 100%, like I mentioned before, I don't know if he's good enough as a pitcher to beat a good team like the Athletics on 80%, 85%. I think he needs to be 100% to give the Angels a great chance of winning this game. If he's still a little banged up, if he's still a little hurt, um, I think they should push him back and give Patrick Sandoval the opportunity to start in another game. But if that doesn't happen, it kind of looks like now with Alex Cobb back in the rotation that Patrick Sandoval will be working out of the bullpen, which adds another length guy for the Angels, which is something they desperately need um, to eat up innings quite a bit. So that's going to be the four-game series up in Oakland this weekend. Uh, Again, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Saturday, Sunday are both 1 o'clock games, so make sure you remember that. I know Sundays are normally 1 o'clock games, but Saturday is also a 1 o'clock game. So mark your calendars um, uh, accordingly, and then they go across the bay early next week to play up in San Francisco. So that's going to be a good series also. So we're going to get into a little bit of the Angels news after this break. Obviously, there was some huge news that came down before this uh, Wednesday day game about the pitching coach of the Angels, or I should say now former pitching coach for the Angels. But we'll get to that right after this. You work hard and you play hard, so treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteak.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it super easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City strip, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even a complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your home this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD. That's KansasCitySteaks.com. Promo code SD. Again, that's KansasCitySteaks.com. Promo code SD. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now going to be on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has your betting action covered. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as the teams prepare to make their push for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, like it is mine, 
BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, guess what? BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates, and this is the place for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline. Sports, culture, takes. TakeLine has it all. TakeLine is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy Award winner Jason Compression and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, conversations, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear TakeLine every Tuesday wherever you get your podcast. And we are back. Again, I want to thank the sponsors for making this happen. As we go, we're just trying to build this bigger and better. And we like to thank the sponsors and thank the fans. Um, again, we're in the very beginning of the season, so we're trying to build our following, try to build our um, subscription base, I guess, if you will, not only here on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, but also on our Instagram, Halo underscore Haven, on our, obviously, podcast, if you're listening on a podcast. Um Please help us out. Tell a friend, tell a buddy, share on all that social media sites to help us build and make us better um, as the season goes on. And if you have any other questions or comments or ideas how to make this better, we're always here listening. We're always willing to hear hear you out. You can reach us on our social media feeds at Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can email us, us email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Again, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. We are continuing to try to build this up and make it better as the season goes. So let's get to the big news that happened today before the game. Again, we are recording this Wednesday night. Um, one of the biggest things that has, I guess, been lingering over the Angels uh, for the whole year and even going back into spring training was obviously Mickey Calloway. What's going to happen with him? He got caught up in some sexual harassment uh, accusations, not only from people that seen him in New York when he was where he was the manager, but also going dating back as far as his days in Cleveland as a pitching coach over there. So accordingly, Angels and MLB had did an investigation, or I should say MLB did an investigation, and the Angels suspended him um, during the investigation. Well, uh, the investigation, I guess, has been concluded, and as of today, he has been, uh, I don't know the correct term, so don't quote me on it, but on the uh, uh, the list where he can't have a job or he has to, re, uh, he has to apply for reinstatement after the end of the 2022 season uh, with the commissioner MLB Baseball. Once this news came out, Angels released this statement on their social media effective immediately. We are ending Mickey Calloway's employment with the angels. We appreciate major league baseball's diligent investigation and support their decision. Again, that's from the angels, um, uh, PR staff, and you can find it all over the social media. So Mickey Calloway is now officially done with the angels officially no longer their pitching coach and you know, it, it took, uh, what, March, where we in March, April, May, it took three months to kind of figure this out. Um, glad to see that it's now over. I'm not sure if it's something that has been hanging over the Angels or any of that kind of stuff. I'm sure, at least at the beginning of the season, I'm sure they were tired of getting asked that question as far as um, what do you know from here, or what are you hearing from that. So, um, you know, Mickey Callaway is done and Mike Wise has now been promoted to um, they took the interim off his pitching coach title. So now he is the Angels pitching coach for this season, which you think about it for a team that has been struggling with pitching so much. It seems like you would want a consistent voice, a consistent strategy, a consistent standard for your pitchers especially young pitchers coming up in the game um 
and that's exactly what hasn't happened for the Angels. You think about it. Um, right now, they're on three. Yeah, they're on three pitching coaches over the last three years. And if Mike Wise doesn't get retained, say the pitching staff continues to struggle, continues to give up leads, give up home runs. If that continues through the season, it's a good chance they could probably try to find another pitching coach at the beginning of or at the end of this year, beginning of next offseason. That would make it four pitching coaches in like three years. And like I mentioned before, for a pitching staff that's already kind of been questionable, for a pitching staff that's already had its struggles, it, the consistency of the coaching has not helped at all. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, if we would have had one voice this whole time that it would change the pitching staff completely and now it would be like a lockdown pitching staff, probably not. But I find it hard to believe that it wouldn't at least help a little bit with – you know, like I said, philosophy, keeping the same philosophy over and over again until you perfect it, you know, drills, keeping the same drills over and over again until you perfect it and stuff like that just hasn't seemed to help the angels, the the, the constant turnover, the constant new voice. Um, hopefully, whoever they get, whether it be Mike or Matt Wise, sorry, Matt Wise um, or a new voice, um, whoever it may be, hopefully they stay consistent with it and let that have an opportunity to grow. Because like I mentioned, you know, four pitching coaches in four years cannot help a staff. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if that means they're just not going to be able to perform or if they, they would be performing so much better if they kept the same guy over and over again or what, but I just find it hard to believe that it's, it's, it helps young pitchers to have a new voice in their ear every spring training every you know season every you know everything is different so hopefully whatever happens whether it be matt wise whether it be a new coach whoever it is pitching coach can continue to try to build this staff again i've said it plenty of times this staff is really young the main guys in this staff we talked about canning today i talked about patrick sandoval being an option out of the bullpen all these guys are 25 and younger have an opportunity to develop and grow um, and make this team better down the long haul because I think that's what they're playing for is these guys to develop, but they need them to develop. They need them to, and it's getting really, really close to just being, you know, start from scratch. And if they start from scratch, it's going to be an even longer offseason, an even longer season next time. So they're really, I think, banking on these group of pitchers. And like I mentioned, Canning, Suarez, Berea, Sandoval, Chris Rodriguez, Detmers, um, that that six names right there, not including Shohei, not including if they re-sign Bundy or Heaney, um, but those six guys that I mentioned before, if two or three of them actually hit, if two or three of them actually develop into what people think they're going to be, that can really set this rotation going forward. Yes, would all six be great for them to hit? Absolutely. They'd be great. You'd be like the Mets when they went to the World Series and they had, you know, Prime Harvey and Syndergaard and, and DeGrom and all those guys. But in reality, let's think about it. If we can get two out of those six to kind of be the frontline guys behind Otani next year or the year after, this rotation wouldn't won't be in a bad situation. Now, you obviously, because of today's game, you have to think about the bullpen, and that's something that we'll have to kind of develop as the year goes and as the offseason goes uh, next offseason. But for the starting rotation, if they can get, like I mentioned, three of those guys, two of those guys, young guys to develop in the next year, two years, that would really, really help this rotation. But they need to get a coach in their pitching coach that is going to have the same message, consistent message, and, and quit having so much turnover at that position because you don't have the pitchers to just bounce back and be okay with all that stuff. So, you know, Mickey Calloway is out, you know, Probably should have never been in if the Angels really did their research and and um, did a real good investigation. It seems like sometimes that stuff kind of gets lax when the coach or even the player in some parts are, are can really help the team. So he's out. Again, he's on the you know restricted list or whatever you want to call it for another two years, the rest of this year, next year, and has to be able to be re or apply for reinstatement after that. Um, we got, uh, from Facebook, but they're going to want to come here to play. Remember to share ever since some players, it seems they didn't want to come here. Well, 
the good thing about the young pitchers, they don't have an option. Plain and simple. For people that don't know how the contracts work, once you get brought up, your quote unquote, your clock starts, you are tied to that team pretty much no matter what for six years, unless the team trades you or cuts you or any of that stuff. So for six years, you're going to, you have control over Chris Rodriguez, Reed Detmers, whenever he comes up. So if that's next year, you get him for another six years, Chris Rodriguez for six years. Now Canning, Sandoval and Brea and um, Suarez, those guys are probably looking more around like four years. I, ha- I don't know their clock timetable off the top of my head, but that's the thing about young, and people say this all the time, young, controllable pitchers. They can't go anywhere. So if you're able to develop them and turn them into solid number twos, maybe you get like a, a solid number one in there somewhere with Otani, that will attract players. That will attract a lot of players. You know, you just have to hope, like I mentioned, out of those six guys, you can get two guys that are at least, you know, top of the end rotation pieces, number twos, maybe a number one with the go with Shohei, but I don't know. But if you can get at least two of those six to really develop and be quality frontline pitchers, that will change a lot. And like, like, like I said, they're tied to us for six years or at least six years with Chris and Detmers whenever they come up. And then probably like I mentioned, Sandoval, Suarez, Berea, probably for another four. So you don't have to worry about those guys leaving or not wanting to resign. You know, unfortunately, and it's the way the business works right now. They don't have a choice. So they are here unless the Angels decide one way or the other that they don't want them here. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. But, again, coaching, 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 you need to have some kind of a consistent voice, I truly believe. So that was one, I guess, the bigger ish, um, news that came out today. Another thing that came out today was, obviously, I mentioned his name a little bit, Chris Rodriguez and Matt Stassi will can uh, start their um, rehab assignment this week out in Salt Lake. Unfortunately for us, for me, um, fingers crossed, I was hoping they were going to do it at Inland Empire because Inland Empire is also home this week, on um, this weekend. But they are going to Salt Lake for the rehab assignment. Salt Lake's off today, Wednesday. And then they start a – it's kind of like almost a the old-school wraparound series where – They'll start on a Thursday, but because they're trying to limit traveling, they'll go Thursday to like Tuesday for a homestand. So look for updates from, you know, the Salt Lake Bees as far as how they're doing. But Stassi and Chris Rodriguez are going to be there um, rehabbing this weekend. So hopefully both of them are close to being um, ready for major league play. Chris Rodriguez, with without even, you know, goes without saying, would be a huge weapon out of that bullpen again like he was before he went down with the injury so hopefully he's able to come back and continue the way he was playing before he got injured and and really put a good quality arm in that bullpen that really really needs it right now so again Mastassi, chris rodriguez are up in salt lake and i wonder if the fact that they are going to be in oakland this series or this weekend had anything with to do with them being up in salt lake the last couple of years, they've been rehabbing a lot of their guys, the majority of their guys, down here at Ellen Empire 66ers in San Bernardino. But this year, they hadn't yet, and I was kind of thinking about it. But it looks like they're going to be up in Salt Lake, uh, at least for now, and hopefully later on in the year when if guys get hurt, they can rehab uh, in Ellen Empire because I really enjoy seeing them, and I think it gives an opportunity for some of the local fans, especially if you're in the Ellen Empire area, Rancho, Fontana, Riverside, Corona, uh, San Bernardino uh, gives you a chance to really go out there and, and check out these major league players up close and cheap and, and have a good time at the ballpark. But so we'll see how that goes. Keep on uh, following, obviously, the Salt Lake Bees, like on Instagram and Twitter. They'll keep you updated. And then obviously follow the Beat rep- beat Reporters. They'll be up on it too. Red Bollinger and uh, Jeff Fletcher, obviously, are, are some of the best in the business. Fabian Ardaya can go over there to the other team. Don't care. But um, no, but seriously, uh, Fabian's with the Dodgers now, which sucks. Uh, he was on the podcast right before the season, but, you know, good luck to him. Um, but another thing I want to talk about before we take off for this episode of the All Angels podcast, um, you might have seen it. You might have, if you, especially if you follow us on our Instagram, we posted it again today and we posted it a little while ago. We are having a 
or participating, I guess, in a fundraiser. Uh, next month is exactly a month away from today. It's going to be June uh, 26 out in Fullerton. So a lot of your Orange County people that um, always ask when we're going to do this and when we're going to do that, you know, we are Inland Empire based. So it's very rare we get out to um, Orange County unless it's actually for like a, a baseball game. But so the Beard of Villains, and if you guys have been listening to the All Angels podcast or following us on social media, you know the Beard of Villains. Um, the Inland Empire chapter is a chapter that Johnny Mags um, belong to, and they do a lot of great stuff in, in the community, uh, fundraising and, and charity drive or toy drives and all that stuff. So obviously with our connection with the Tyler Skaggs Foundation and obviously our connection with Johnny Mags, uh, his brothers over there that, at Bearded Villains wanted to do something in his name. So they put together this um, fundraiser, if you will. So the Bearded Villains and uh, Barrow and Stave Poorhouse, uh, never been there. They're out based out in Fullerton, are going to come together and help support the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. Foundation. So come join us. Like I mentioned, Saturday, June 16th, or June 26th, it's a Saturday between 11 and four o'clock. Um, like I mentioned, it's on Fullerton between that 11 o'clock and four o'clock timeframe, 10% of the proceeds will be donated to the Tyler Skaggs foundation in Johnny's name. Um, again, this is something that they brought together the, the beard of villains of the Inland empire. And they wanted to do it for, for Johnny. And, and they knew not only our connection, but obviously his connection with the Tyler Skaggs foundation. So, You'll be seeing this a lot on our social media. You'll be seeing this a lot on our podcasts and our, our live streams and all that stuff. Right now, we have that 10% of your pro of you know you buying beer or food or anything like that. It's going to go to the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. But on top of that, we are going to have raffle prizes. And we are going to have, hopefully, uh, more raffle prizes than uh, I, we have already. But as of right now, uh, Wednesday night, I have confirmed... Uh, we will have a four, uh, a four ticket night uh, outing or whatever you want to call it to an angel game. They're being donated by uh, a friend of the podcast, friend of Halo Haven. Um, he's a season ticket holder. Great, great seat. If you saw our post um, last Friday night, uh, luckily for us, he wasn't using them, so we got a little bit of an upgrade. Uh, up in the 300 section. I mean, it is prime foul ball territory. And we'll get pictures from those for those seats for our next uh, broadcast for sure. But so we have four tickets for the Angel game up for raffle. We have a signed ball by Brandon Marsh that I was able to get while I was out in Vegas. So we have that for raffle. We have glasses, sunglasses from Keenan. Uh, sunglasses, the ones that Chris and I got, they donated a pair of sunglasses. So the idea is that we're all going to have raffle prizes. We're going to have raffle tickets. You buy tickets, we'll put the tickets in the items you want. And then at the end of the, you know, at the end of, of the event around four o'clock, we'll pull out names. You do not need to be present to win. What we're going to do is ask you to put your name and then your a phone number we can like text you on or you know, a social media name, you know, your Instagram or your Twitter or whatever, somewhere where we could reach you. So when we pull your name, we can contact you and, and figure out a way to, um, you know, give you the prize, whatever prize you win. So that's what we have right now. We have four tickets to an angel game. We have uh, honestly about, we looked it up about $200 pair of sunglasses. We have a sign ball by the number one prospect, Brandon Marsh, and we're looking to add more. So, if you're listening to this and you do own a business or you do have something you 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 would love to donate and raffle off, please contact us again, Halo underscore Haven or All Angels Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, if you have something you want to donate and help us again, all the money that we're doing for the raffle is going to the Tyler Skaggs Foundation and John's name. 10% of the proceeds that you that you get from uh, being there, the beer and all that stuff will go to the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. So we're just honestly trying to get as much money as we can to donate to a great cause and if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know exactly what the Tyler Skaggs Foundation does. And if you don't know, if you're new to it, go back a couple uh, last month, or not even last month, earlier this month, I sat down and, and talked with uh, Debbie Skaggs, Tyler's mom. We talked about uh, growing up. We have, we, you know, we, we, we talked about 
growing up with a major league player or someone that's going to become a major league player, a kid that's becoming a major league player. Um, and, uh, and, and then after the end of it, we talk about what the foundation is doing right now. So if you haven't heard that interview, check it out. It's on our, anywhere you get our podcast, or you can actually watch the interview also on our YouTube. It's saved. Uh, just search all angels podcast in your YouTube search or, uh, search uh, browser. Um, but yeah, so we're really looking forward to that again, June 26th, it's a Saturday. So we really are hoping to see a lot of our orange County friends out there that we have made contact with, but are, you know, we don't really see because we're not out there as much, uh, at least not unless it's for a game. So, um, beer baseball says they have stuff to donate. Really appreciate it. Check out their blog, check out their stuff, beer baseball, um, on YouTube, on Instagram, check it out on Twitter. Um, but we really appreciate it. And again, if you, own a business. If you have anything you want to donate, please be in contact. We will gladly take it and do as much as we can to raise money for the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. So with that being said, we're going to wrap up this edition of the All Angels podcast. We're on a three-game winning streak, heading up to Oakland for a four-game set. Hopefully, Angels can get three out of the four and at worst, uh, a split. But either way you look at it, we will be back uh, Sunday night to talk about that series. And also, because it is the end of the month and June is right around the corner. We will have Mike Brown uh, on to talk about the, we'll have our power rankings, our monthly power rankings uh, on Sunday night also. So if you have your power rankings or you want to get on the conversation, email us, text or uh, message us, anything you want, email us your power rankings, top 10. Let us know what, what, what teams you think should be in that, in that top 10. And, and we'll put them up here on the all angels podcast. So, until then, until Sunday night, we will talk to you later. I am Dan Garcia, and this has been another edition of the All Angels Podcast. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine.